We the best music, music, music. Major key, major key. DJ Kelly. Yeah. I go on and on. Can't understand how I last so long. I must have a super boys. Welcome back to episode 25 of the Booth Review Podcast. It's been a minute since we've done one of these. And when I say minute, I mean like two and a half months since we've I done I feel like we this. haven't done these in over a decade. Yeah, we're slacking. Oh, that's God. a good joke, Fonzie, because the last one we did was on January 31st of 2019. Uh, what? What? Get it? You mean December last, 31st, last, not January yeah, yeah, yeah. 31st? You December fucking muppet? 31st. Come on now. What a weapon. All right, before you start <laughs> roasting me, how about I introduce you, Rando? On the left of the screen, making his TBR podcast debut, we've got Seth Hellman, also known as one of the writers of TBR Sports, also known as the voice of BU Hockey sometimes, Sometimes also known as Pingree School alum, Seth. How are you tonight? I am. I'm good. It's been it's been an interesting day. I wrote an entire four page paper in the span of about an hour and a half. Good man. Uh, procrastinated a lot of stuff. You know, college is good. It's it, it's interesting. You know, you get you get an assignment on Monday and you got to have the whole thing done by Wednesday because you know everyone here's a fucking idiot. So you know, it's just kind of how it goes. We, we had a we had a rough weekend. Uh, I, I did the uh, I did the radio for uh, BU men's hockey on Saturday night, and they got fucking trounced. Oh, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was not a good showing. Oh, no, it was it was bad. Yeah, but uh, good to have you here. We're glad to talk some sports yeah, it's with you. Good to be here. Filling in for Carp, who was supposed to be on this podcast, but some unforeseen events have have sidelined him. So we've got Seth, who was going to be on it anyway. <laughs> but I'm just you know, whatever. And I'm better than Carp. No, (laughs) we have a war. It's really not a hot take. Like everyone who comes on this podcast challenges Carp. I think every single guest we've had starts out with I'm better than Carp. And I love it. So here's the thing. Like, I love Carp and Carp knows a lot about sports, but and he's a lot stronger than people give him credit for. But he's also really small. Like, oh, you mean literally? (laughs) But he's taller than Brendan. He's taller than Brendan. Shut up with that. That was some (laughs) bullshit. Oh, my God. I'm like five inches taller than him. (laughs) So so here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's been a while since I've seen the two of you next to each other. So I'm not going to, like, weigh in on who's actually taller. But you're both pretty small. So, like. Since when was five foot seven small? Since forever. Are you sure you're five foot seven, dude? You sure you're not sure, like yeah. four? Get out, get out a measuring tape right now. <laughs> I want to see it. He, he's seven a little inch. guy, so he's an easy target. That's that's the, that's the gist. The seven inches tall. Not a big deal. Well, all it's right. really not at all. But, but yeah, before we get too deep into it, as always, you can't do one of these without him. Matt Fonzie, aka the Fonz, aka. The dot Fonz on IG, aka the manager of TBR Sports Social Media. How are you tonight? You know, I thank you for the plug, and I'm currently thriving. I've got a five-page essay that I have done half a page of due tomorrow for this block. It doesn't get better than that. Uh, the JV Hawk season has ended. The boys went on an electric five-two-one run, and then ended losing twelve to one. No big deal. We're that good. But, you know, it's been a minute. I'm excited to be on the podcast tonight. 
Excited to talk how the Hurricanes fucked themselves with a goalie situation. However, we've got the best emergency goalie in the league. No big deal. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to talk shit about other teams. You know, I'm going to talk your sports. We're going to talk your sports. And that's just what we're going to do. Nice. Good, good, good. Is one of us supposed to introduce you? I how mean, you're, are you're you just kind of tonight, the dude. Brendan? How are how are hey, you? All right, yeah, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. <laughs> and uh, lastly, of course, you know, last but certainly least, probably weighing seventy pounds, soaking wet, five foot three and a half. His username on Instagram is probably something like Brendan Willette. I don't really know, and quite frankly, I don't give a rat's ass. Uh, Brendan Willette. Welcome back, because you pretty much created this shit with Carp, and if you weren't here, it wouldn't be right. We're happy to have you with us, and we're happy to be with you, kind of, sort of, not really. How you doing tonight? I'm good. Thank you for that introduction. I appreciate that. You know, it's it's been a while since we've actually done a real one of these. The last one, I was Mr. Depresso, and we basically just, like, talked about life the whole time. We didn't actually talk <laughs> Mr. about Mr. Depresso. <laughs> one before that, I was, like, beefing with Chase. So, like, it's been, like... A minute since we've actually done one of these so i'm happy to be back um february uh it was 60 degrees out today i i took the top off the jeep you know i'm in a good i'm I'm in a good mood so let's just let's get right down to it we've got a lot to talk about today on the agenda all nhl this is an all hockey podcast we're talking trade deadline was today we're talking a little playoff prediction and just overall we're just gonna hash it out with the boys but before we do that, you heard the intro song for free. DJ Khaled featuring Drake. Not a big deal. Great song. I was listening to this song the other day while I was in the shower alone. All right. You know what? Could you, could you never say like anything about you in a shower on this show again? So I was taking a nice steam and <laughs> <laughs> I had my Bluetooth speaker connected on the outside of the shower and for, for free comes on DJ Khaled featuring Drake. I'm like, this is a great song. And you know when you're in the shower and you have, like, deep thoughts? Yes. Sure. And you, like, yeah. you, you, like, really become an intellectual in the shower and you, like, feel like you could cure world hunger for a few seconds there. I was having one of those moments where I'm like, wait a minute. I came to the realization. So the line that Drake says in the song at the chorus is, "Have so he says, is this sex so good I shouldn't have to fuck for free? And there's been debate about it before. And I thought to myself, is it right or is it wrong? And you gotta you gotta have some context. So the line is so you could you could look at it from two different points of view. You could say that Drake is right because he says, I'm so good at sex, I shouldn't have to fuck for free. I should be getting paid to do this. Like like having to do it for free is an obligation. But the line before he says that is have you ever thought to yourself, is this sex so good I shouldn't have to fuck for free? Like that. So if he's saying, if you've ever thought to yourself, you, the person who he's having intercourse with, shouldn't it be get to get to fuck for free then? Like, this is so great. I'm doing this for free. Like, normally I I should have to pay for this. I'm getting to do it for free. I'd love your takes on it because, like, it's been bothering me. I've been sitting in class like, is it have to or is it get to? Like, did he say it wrong or is he right? I'm going to say this. What the fuck goes through your mind (laughs) when you're in the shower? This is fucked on so many levels right now. What? what is this? It's the NHL trade deadline, a huge day in the hockey world. And you go, what do you think of this Drake line about fucking people and having sex time? No, I quite honestly, I don't care. You don't? 
No. No. Okay. You know, here's a, so if, if if you wanna if you wanna have the the discussion about it, I think the purpose of it is it's so good that it feels weird that I'm not paying for this. It's like I'm lucky that this is free. So shouldn't it be get so to? Good. Shouldn't it be get to? Or maybe he's just saying that. No, I think right? he's still, now, I, he's, now Seth's no, no, yeah, no. in it. Yeah, no, he's feeling himself a little bit. He's like, I'm so good at this. Is he saying I'm so good that I I should be getting paid for this? Or because he says the line before, have you ever asked yourself, is this sex so I, good? I, is he talking when he says, have you ever asked I yourself? I think he's talking to the listener. I think quote? he's talking to the listener. Is he talking to the listener like, is this sex so good that I should not have they ever thought about me? Or is he quoting? No, I their think brain, I like, think oh, this is so good. I shouldn't get to do this for free. No, I I think he's saying I've had this thought. And he's also like he's trying to relate it with the like with the listener. He's like, have you guys ever had this thought? Which Drake is not like we shouldn't. <laughs> he's not the greatest lyrics guy in the world. So like, no. whoa, 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 whoa. Walk it back. Walk it back. I don't Take want to. I'm sitting down. <laughs> he, did you just say that Drake is not the best lyrics guy? Yeah. I can name at least. Mm, I can easily and without debate name probably three guys who I would say have better lyrics. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Like, how do, how do you not, like, that's just pure genius. He said the same sentence, but in a different order. Well, the, it's, I mean, yes, I guess technically that is the same sentence in a different right, order. Here's the, the, here's the, the feeding changes, right? Like, I always wonder if you ask yourself. Is it just me? Is it just me? Or is this sex so good I shouldn't have to fuck for free? I don't know that's a good of a line. I think you're just an idiot. I think that's no, just back to the question. <laughs> I agree with Seth. I always wonder if you ask yourself. Talk into this. Dude, this is like, it's been bothering me. I was sitting in English today listening to the song, and I'm like, I, I literally like listened to the song on repeat, trying to get context clues, and like, I, I can't figure it out. I don't know. You're but that's messed up that you think Drake isn't a lyrics guy. That's no, messed up. I don't, I don't think he's a I'm not saying that he's not a lyrics guy. I'm saying he's not the best lyrics guy. He's up there. I like girls who dress like Coachella even in October. All right, you got to stop now before just you keep it. I, I mean, like, just. You asked me why we're growing apart. I said, we're just getting older. I'm going to hang up if you sing another lyric. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Check okay. my phone. Got a Snapchat from Hova. 666. Six, six. Okay. Will it? There's something. <laughs> Fawn's literally left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't tell me he's not a good lyrics guy. <laughs> he's not the best, though. Like, J. Cole's better by you not far. not what I just said? Kendrick Lamar is better by far. Jay-Z, even though he's not still, like, making music, better by far. Want me to spit some more bars for you? Because I will. I'd really rather I not. I would rather jump off a goddamn cliff. Then do it. Let me. We're never gonna get. I sports. might be too strong out we're, on confidence. Overdose on confidence. Started not to give a fucking stop fearing the consequence. Drinking Look, I like that because song. we drink to my accomplishments. Faded way too long. I'm floating in and out of consciousness. He's also it's, he's got ghostwriters. Oh no, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. 
J. Cole literally wrote songs for him. J. Cole was literally like, yo, I wrote songs for Drake. Like, come on. Cap. Cap. Absolutely no cap. Like, fucking, he literally, people were like. I'm the chosen one. Flowers never pick themselves. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't care that he uses a ghostwriter, but we shouldn't be giving him credit for the lyrics. I like his sound. I like his voice. And I like listening to his music, but that doesn't mean that we should be giving him credit for being a good lyricist. He doesn't write his own shit. He is a god. Can we talk about hockey now? It's nine now. I'd I'd rather talk about hockey. Yeah, I'm with Fonzie. All right, whatever. Screw you guys. You guys are Drake stands. Drake's going to drop a new album this summer. You're going to be like, I love Drake so much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love Drake. He's the best lyricist Did I say I don't like Drake? No, but everyone's going to be all on his dick when he drops a new album this summer. And just remember. I like Drake's music, and I'll be very happy when he drops a new album. Right now that I didn't know last year. All right. Let's get the trade deadline. I'm done with this whole Drake shit. I want to talk the moves that were made, and the biggest move of the day is the Bruins finally got rid of Danton Heinen. Thank God. Fucking God. Now, here's, the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just. I'm I'm as big of a Danton Heinen hater as anyone. However, hate that word. <laughs> could we not have just fucking traded this guy for a pick? Like, let's be honest here. Nick Ritchie's basically Danton Heiden, but a couple steps slower and more physical. Like, their stats are almost identical. I think they have the same exact career high in goals. I'm pretty sure neither one of them has broken more than, like, 16 goals in a season. Like, like, what's the point of the trade? I mean, here's the thing. They also clear cap in this move, right? Like, we're sitting at, like, 5.2 open right now, and I think if I've done my math right, which normally I have, they're going to be around, like... 13 to 15 free this summer to sign like DeBrusque and if they want to keep Halak around and to re-sign Krug. So like Brandon has a stiffy now. You talked about DeBrusque. (laughs) I know, I know, I know that was a mistake. But like, so from a cap (laughs) from a a cap (laughs) from a cap standpoint, the move makes sense. From like a team standpoint, like the team's not getting any better or worse by making that deal. I Um, I 100% disagree with that. I watch a lot of hockey. A lot of hockey. I mean, so do I. <laughs> I know, but th- 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 listen. Do I, I just I'm, watch I'm fucking not, I'm not saying you don't. In the field? No, I watch hockey. Listen, Danton Heinen is the worst hockey player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you, no, wait, wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So He's you're so saying, bad. No, no, you're saying if you went to one-on-one Danton Heinen, who would win? Me. No, oh, oh, my God, Dan, oh, my God. I would blow <laughs> past Danton Heinen. I have a question. Do you Sorry. remember when... The Bruins a few years back traded for a guy by the name of Mizaros, no, the defenseman ho. from Philadelphia, we, from Philly, and we all thought, hey, this guy could be kind of good. He could be a nice addition, and he fucking sucked. You're telling me that you'd rather have him over Danton Heinen? Yeah, I hate Danton Heinen. Let me get, let me. Okay, this <laughs> so is notorious. This is notorious of the Bruins every year. Shut up! 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 Your Hurricanes fine. are going to miss the playoffs. Fuck you. Back to me. The Hurricanes are going to no. be fine. The Hurricanes suck. Fuck you. We Fuck you. Two of those are the best team in the You're league. You're wearing a Lakers jersey. You're a fake Boston. Toby's dead. I don't care. You're a Celtics fan. No, I'm not. You showed me <laughs> the other day. Wait, wait hang, on, another- hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, hold up, Fonzie. 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 Fon
Do you do you have to be a Lakers fan to respect Kobe's game? Yeah, he was the best <laughs> NBA player ever. But get a lower oh, Marion. I wouldn't go that far. MJ's I would. Fired. I was saying that a long time ago. Jordan I used to have better. a YouTube channel. I used to have a YouTube channel. WMB <laughs> Games. Look me up. Every single video, I would wear a Kobe jersey, and I'd say that he was the GOAT. I had 2K videos. I said, everyone, Kobe's the GOAT. No one believed me. No, M- MJ was Look definitely better, but that's not, not a debate that I'm getting into right he's now. He's so Dirk Nowitzki, but that's another no, Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Like, there's Back so many me. kids who, like, got into basketball because of Kobe. Like, I, he's, part he's of the reason why I started talent. loving basketball was because of Kobe. But I'm also, like from boston i mean i happen to be a knicks fan so rip to that but like oh my god that sucks (laughs) but like you know it's i don't think that you have to root for the lakers to respect kobe so that's what i I know you can respect kobe it's just like couldn't you have gotten a lower marion jersey (laughs) fonzie shut up honestly throw the talk you know what no i don't want to shut up throw the talking ball to me i'm the one funds your team's best player sebastian ajo shut the fuck up What's wrong with Sebastian Ajo? He's trash. How is he trash? Are you high? I want what you're smoking because it must be fucking amazing. He is not (laughs) trash. He is an unbelievable center in the NHL. And what's that? We got two more defenses to replace Dougie Hamilton's broken ass leg. And guess what? Fuck Dougie. I didn't like him anyway. We needed two defensive defensemen. We don't need a forward of a defenseman in Dougie Hamilton. He's a glorified Tory Krug. That's all he is. I mean, I'll agree with you in saying fuck Dougie Hamilton because, you know, fuck Dougie Hamilton. One of the happiest moments of my life, I was in Los Angeles. That was the year that they traded him. They traded Lucic that year. They flipped yeah. uh, Martin Jones that year. Like, they were crazy with trades that year. But, yeah, fuck Dougie Hamilton. I'll agree with you on that. Enough with the schoolyard shit. School- Back to me. No. This is okay. notorious of the Boston Bruins every year. Every year at the trade deadline, everybody gets all hyped up. And I can name every single like every single year there was always a player that we were we were supposed to get or that the Bruins were targeting or eyeing. It happens in free agency too. And I remember every single year the Bruins they don't do jack shit at the deadline and they trade for like one guy maybe who's like worth a bag of potato chips. And that's what Nick Ritchie is. What type of potato chips? Salt and no, oh, no, I like salt and vinegar. Sour cream and onion. Brand, oh. dumbass. Oh, um, Uts. Okay, that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's like that's like the outlier for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like every year they do this. Um, oh, th- like you said, Mazzaros. Um, what was that? Well, there were a couple. There were a couple of deals that they did that like should have been like Rick Nash. That should have been a good deal. He just fucking sucked. And then Marcus Johansson wasn't a terrible deal. Lou Lou Stepniak, Lee Stepniak, Stepniak, yeah, Lee Stepniak. Stepniak sucked, and we traded for him at the deadline. Like brutal. Bruins fans always overhype the deadline. Always. And I, I fall into the trap every year. And they're so disappointed that the Bruins didn't get like a a, a first year lock. Like if the Bruins had traded for Kreider today, everyone been like. Boom, Stanley Cup, it's over. Chris Kreider is a dirty player. Like, he is. there's no arguing that. And now he's wasting his own talent in New York, but continue. Dude, seven they're, on, years. they're on the come up. They're on the come he's, up. He's not even making that much money. All right. Shut up. The Bruins, every year, do this. And the fans get so disappointed that they don't do anything that they hype up the player that they traded. Four. Yeah. 
So everyone now is going to be like, Nick Ritchie's got 19 points on the year. He's a solid third line grinder. He's, you know, he's a journeyman, but his place is going to be in Boston. He'll play on the fourth line, maybe not even, and he'll bounce up back and down between the AHL and he won't do jack shit for us. And I'm fine with that. I don't care because I think this team's good enough as it was to go to the Stanley Cup and win the Stanley Cup. I didn't think we needed to do anything. But yeah, Bruins fans are going to do I don't do know what they're going to do with the lines. Bruins fans are going to do this. They're going to overhype him and be like, oh, he's going to come in. He's going to score all these goals. Same thing with Kashe, I think. I think he's getting overhyped right now, too. Oh, for People sure. are going to be like, oh, he was on a Andre with an O and ends it with a J in the first place. I'm well, sorry. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Andre Pavlik, I, Andre Pallet. For all just, I care, both these dudes couldn't get another point for the rest of the year, and they could be minus fucking 50 for the rest of the year. We mm-hmm. unloaded David Backus's contract. I'm happy. That's oh, the, that was a great It's, move. it's not about who we traded for, in my mind. It's about who, who we, we got traded rid of. away. Yeah. Dan Tynan and David Backus. Oh, my God. You could have traded them for nothing. Like, you could have literally traded them for two seventh-round picks, and I'd be the happiest guy in the world. Everybody knows how much I hate Danton Heinen. Everybody knows how much I hate Danton Heinen. I I honestly don't. My opinion was the worst player on the Bruins. He's too weak. He can't protect the puck. He turns the puck over. He can't break the puck out. He doesn't score goals. He doesn't get assists. What does he do? Nothing. David Backus, I appreciate the character. Good guy. You're paying him way too much to be doing absolutely nothing. I love the two trades. Boys, you'll have to excuse me. I'm going to go get my pizza. Continue to talk amongst yourselves about the trades. Oh, thank God. The ferry's gone. All right. So (laughs) I want to talk a little bit. I love David Backus. I loved. I remember when we signed him that day, I was watching the NHL network. I saw that we signed David Backus and I go, this couldn't get any better. Turns out he's not that good. He was a great leader in the locker room. He was an older guy on the team, but he took up a lot of cap space. And I like the trade that we made for that. Kase guy, or the guy who spells Andre in a stupid way. I, I thought his name was Andres Case. Like, I thought I don't know. Case, Kase. Quite frankly, I don't care. We got rid of Bacchus's contract, and right. I'm fine with it. But let's move on to some really important trades. A reliable source that I tweeted early this morning that Taylor Hall went to Edmonton. <laughs> and, no, we got to uh, wait for Willett. We got to wait for Willett. We got to wait for Willett. We will save that one for last because I'm really excited to talk about that trade. An absolutely amazing trade. Yeah, you want to talk about reliable sources? Shout out the fucking pigeon Mike Commodore. Oh my god, tweets out this morning. He's like, Joe Thornton, pack your shit, head over to Boston. Uh, yeah. Andreas Athanasiu, pack your shit, go to Columbus. Yeah, rip to that, bud. Oh I man. I think he was gonna go anywhere anyway. You look at a guy like Joe Thornton. He, I think he still got two years left in him, and I think. Oh, I don't even think he's that good. I just didn't like the Bruins already traded away their first rounder and they weren't going to give up a fourth for exactly. him. So you don't want to give up a young guy for an old like he's not. Look, I love John. They, they, they weren't going to trade a player. It was going to end up being like the Marlowe deal was a third. So they were probably going to end up with a fourth oh getting God, rid of him. But Going to Pittsburgh now. First of all, Pittsburgh isn't going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, I just, yeah, they still did a good job at the deadline. I mean, they've been hot recently. Good, yeah. Too. But I just I don't see them going anywhere. They've had they're past their prime. All of them are. Sid's still great. Malkin's still great. Kid Murray is kind of iffy. They had their backup in the All Star game. They're still a good team. I don't see them going far. But Patty Marlowe's a good man to have in the locker room. You've already got the veteran aspect of Crosby and Malkin in there. But then throwing in Marlowe too, he's almost like a father figure in any locker room. He's been in the league for longer than anyone on that team, and I think it's great to have him with Coach Sully on the bench. And yeah, then they got Connor Sheary, too. Yeah, they brought him back. Bring him back, Connor Sheary. She was playing second line for the Sabres just below Eichel. 
it was a great job for him. He had probably around 26-ish points, which isn't bad. He's a role player. He's a grinder. He's small. He's little. He can get into the fast places quickly. But getting him back to Pittsburgh is big for that team because he runs in the system. He knows how they play. And he's married to Sully's niece. That's all that matters, okay? Is he actually? He is married to Sully's niece. Yeah, so he's got he's got nine goals, tennis. You know how many fucking guys have nine goals in tennis right now? Shiri's got nine goals, tennis. I think Heinen had nine goals. Actually, Heinen, I think, had less than nine goals. Like, Jimmy VC's got nine goals, tennis. Jimmy VC's a waste. Uh, yeah, I know. He's awful. All the yeah. hype, nothing yeah. to back it up. Yeah, and then I, what do you think about the caps i mean I'm, I'm just thinking about like you know teams in the east that are like kind of on that contender level what do you think of the kovalchuk pickup it hurts us i feel as if it hurts yeah. us and it hurts every team in the metropolitan division the metro is already one of the most tight divisions right now regarding points the hurricanes are out by a point right now like they're in the wild card but they could be in the metro playoffs right there instead of having to play through that wild card series by one point and that trade to the Capitals just makes them stronger because you've got Ovi. Ovi's a great player. They've got one of the best defensemen in the league in John Carlson. He's tearing the shit up. He's playing great. But now adding another weapon who can handle the puck like Ilya Kovalchuk, I think it's great. And then I see the report that comes out that says, I don't want to go to Boston. I want to go to Washington. Yeah, that, that was interesting to me too. I saw that. It was, you know, for those of you who didn't see it, it was – he had his agent said today that he could have picked between the Caps and Boston, and he picked Boston or picked the Caps and said, "No, I'm not going to Boston." But he did that in free agency too, so like that yeah. wasn't a. He you see, if he wanted, to, he's chasing a ring with Ovi. He wants another ring with Ovi, and he feels like he can do get the job done with Ovi. Here's I, my thing with that trade: like Kovalchuk's been producing pretty well ever since he went to uh, Montreal. Yeah, but. I think he's kind of slow, and I think he's overall old. that Caps team doesn't have a ton of speed to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, that could slow you down a little bit. I don't know. I think they'll be able to put it together, though. They'll be able to make a good run. I mean, they're probably the third or fourth best team in the East right now. I mean, just thinking about it, I mean, I'd probably put the Bruins ahead of them. i put the um, Bruins I, ahead of everyone. I mean, the way Tampa's playing recently, you're putting them ahead of them. I'd go as far as say that I'd take the Penguins probably. Like, if if Matt Murray plays well in the playoffs, which a lot of the times oh, he does, totally I would put it's a completely would, different team. Yeah, I would put Pittsburgh play, ahead of them too. You can't play hockey without having a strong goalie behind you and knowing that you can rely on him if there is a defensive breakdown and they get an odd man rush and he can make the save. It completely changes the way you play the game. You can be passive, or you can be an aggressive player, and when you have a good goalie, aggressive is a great way to play. Going back to uh, to Kovalchuk a little bit, I feel like a reason he didn't want to come to Boston because he's be over he would be overshadowed by our young core. He wouldn't be getting the minutes he's gonna be getting in Washington. I feel like I mean, all the I think they would have put him in they, they probably would have slotted him in on they wouldn't have traded I think they wouldn't have traded Heinen. Heinen would have ended up on the fourth line or down in Providence yep. if they can even send him down there. I um and then You'd probably see Kovalchuk on the second line. Um, Case would still be there, or Kosh, however you pronounce his name. He'd probably be on the third. And then, you know, so it'd be something like that. But, I mean, even that, I don't think the Bruins needed him. I thought the Bruins needed some type of a depth scoring player. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm not disappointed because even if they can't win this year, 
they're still going to have a core group of guys. You still have Rask. You still have that three-headed monster in Martian, Bergeron, and Paz. So they're not getting any worse anytime soon. Every time I watch them step on the ice, I come closer and closer to crying a tear of joy. (laughs) Just the Bruins problem a couple years ago was scoring goals and putting pucks in the net. When you have Pasternak go out there, do the things he does. Has Marshjan that gave him passes after weaving through three or four defenders for a wide-open one-timer shot on goal that most likely will go into the net? It's a work of art. It's like watching Picasso draw some shit on a receipt. It's just yeah, I mean, wonderful. Post is definitely better than he was a couple of years ago. But I mean, you know, a couple of years ago they had that playoff run where they, you know, you reached the second round against Tampa, and throughout that playoffs, I think there might have been one game that they won where Martian, Pasta, or Bergeron didn't hit the score sheet. Yeah. Every other game that they won, they hit the score sheet, and all the games that they lost, they didn't hit the score sheet. So it was like they had to score in order for the Bruins to win, and I think this year's team looks a little bit similar to that. And that that that's the only thing that gives me any worry is, like, if they have to rely on those three guys to win a cup, and it has to be only those three guys, like... Granted, there are few three other guys that like I would rather have, but it's still that's tough. That's tough. In, uh, in, in my oh, opinion. Oh, oh, one second, hey. one second. Welcome back, Brendan. Thank you. I'm back from getting my food, by the way. Um, Is it vegan? A few things. I it's not. It's pizza, chicken, and fries. Um, chicken? Yeah, that's that's not kosher. Are chicken. you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> you heard me right. <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry. I'm no, eating chicken coming. and I like it. <laughs> At PETA. <laughs> At PETA. So, more than disappointed in you. Good. I'm glad you are. I have a few things to add. Um, first, guess we're talking about Kovalchuk. Just to add that I saw that thing about how his agent said it was down between Boston and, um, and Washington. But, like, just recently they interviewed him and he said, like, you have the two teams wrong or something. And that he didn't decide. So I don't think the Bruins were ever in the question for him. I think the I think I think Boston probably wanted to pursue him because, like you said, Seth, we do need that surplus of scoring, especially when you're going to run into teams like Washington, Pittsburgh and Tampa in the playoffs. But I think from his standpoint, I think he was pretty hard set on going to Washington and maybe one other team that we don't know about. Yeah, well, I mean, they can only they can only hit either Pittsburgh or Washington. They can't hit both. Right. And then we get, I think the way it's set up right now, we get the Islanders in the first, and then we'll probably end up with Tampa in the second because, you know, Toronto fucking sucks. And then we'll see. I have have some hot takes on that, and we'll get to that a little later after we debrief the trade deadline. Well, they finally tried to trade for a defenseman today, which was good for them. I mean, their decor is still, like, the worst defensive core I've ever seen in my life. But, you know. Yeah. But... Back to the Bruins scoring, I think you hit it on the head with the fact that our top three guys and a few others, Jake DeBrusque, are scoring the majority of our goals. And I think that it wasn't an issue of going and getting another scorer. I think you need guys to step up and start scoring. Like your fourth and fifth leading goal scorer, well, I guess your fifth leading goal scorer is Charlie Coyle. And Charlie Coyle is not a goal scorer. He scores goals, and he does a good job of it. I'd like him to be. He's a great player, but that's just like he can't be your fifth-leading goal scorer. No, I want want guys like David Krejci. I want guys like Sean Corrales. I even want to see McAvoy Krug scoring more goals. Grizzlick, Kuhlman. Three goals this year. My God. Like, those guys need to step it up. He has a 
ton of goals this year. Hang on. We need them to step up. Jake DeBrusque is doing fine. And this isn't just because I'm biased with Jake DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque literally is pushing 60 oh, no, points doing, this year. Don't get me wrong. He's doing great. He's on pace for a 55-60 point season, yeah, which is Char- unbelievable for Jake DeBrusque. Chara has five goals this year. Let me know. More than McAvoy. I, I hate the people who say Zdeno Chara is washed up, too old, too slow, and he's not good anymore. Bondi. That's- Grade he, he a, is good, he, he's good enough, but no, he no, is no, no, slow. No, no. Let me talk slow. to you. That is grade A bullshit. Zidane Chara, he may be old, and I think he's, he's only got one or two years left in him. He's here to win a cup, okay? He's still one of the best defensive in the league. Let me tell you why. You put him on a penalty kill, what happens? You shut down a quarter of the, the ice. Other team he is a, no, that's fucking horse shit. That's wrong. That's because a pussy <laughs> named Jake DeBrus goes on the penalty kill every once in a while. Jake DeBrus is on the penalty kill. Fuck Jake he's on the power play, bud. <laughs> now let me continue. Zidane Chara is a six foot nine behemoth of a man that takes up all the space in the world, and he's still a good defenseman because mm-hmm. he plays a great zone defense down low. He beats a man to the puck because they're a pussy and don't stop pounding your goddamn head, you dumbass. You're just wrong. I, you, You're just you so know wrong. I'm right, and you know I'm right because he still has it, goddamn it. If he didn't he's have on this, he, okay, Fonzie, Fonzie, he wouldn't Fonzie, be on the first Fonzie. or second defensive Fonzie. player because I he see still where has you're it. coming from. He still I has see, it. I see where you're coming from. Let he me teach you it. this. You said one thing right. Out of all the bullshit that you just said, you actually said all one thing bullshit. right. He's here to win a Stanley Cup. Came out of my mouth. You said one thing right. He's here to win a Stanley Cup. You're a hundred percent right. I'm putting his life on the line for the Shut fucking team. Shut up! Oh my god, I want to kick you right in the jugular. Do it. Get over here and kick me. Drive forty minutes and kick me. I will. I'll do it tomorrow. Do it. I'm waiting. <laughs> he's on this team for one reason: to win a Stanley Cup. You're right. That's why he's still here. That's why they're sticking with him. You need a guy like Zidane Ochara on this team. You need a guy like that in the locker room. You need a guy who's going to keep the other leaders of the team, like Marshand, like Pasternak, in line. These young guys who are still trying to figure out the league. You need somebody like that. Penalty kill. And that's why I'm glad that Zidane Ochara is still on the team. Here's why I'm not glad he's still on the team. He gets way too many minutes. He's too slow. We saw it against that. Well, who okay. are you going to put in front of him for minutes? Tell so me many people. Put there. So many players. Any other defenseman on the team. I, I, any no, other defenseman on the team. Any, any defenseman other defenseman on. on the team. I'd like to see him get the third most minutes of any defenseman on the team. I put McAvoy and like, Kruger ahead of him. No one I'm else would I want to see getting as many. Carlo? Carlo? No, I don't trust no. Carlo. No, no, no. I don't he shouldn't should be oh, on the Car- Brandon Carlo is a lot steadier. He belongs on the second defensive player pair because he's old and he can't play all those minutes anymore you've got to conserve his energy he should be a second pair defenseman and that's where he belongs because he's a leader he takes up room on the penalty kill and he blocks guys out enough with this bullshit play. penalty kill whenever no, he's on the ice in the penalty kill you gotta understand you gotta understand part of the reason why he gets so many minutes is because he's on the penalty kill I like that's part that. of the reason why. Well, he's I'm so arguing great. that he shouldn't be on the penalty kill. Why is I'm a big PK guy. Are you kidding me? I'm a big PK guy. Why don't you want him on the PK? I listen. I'm a big PK guy. I've been on the PK in my life. That's one of my specialties: killing penalties, blocking shots. Not a yeah, big deal. Okay. Okay. I, and, okay. You're not all right, buddy. It's different for a defenseman. He's walk a mile in my socks. All right. I don't want to. Your shoes won't fit me. You're so small. That's funny. Here's the Wait, Willow, what size shoe do you wear? Ten. Well, okay, that's that's a I have long, I have long feet. I have long feet, but they're skinny. I don't want to talk about they're feet. Long. Now. They're long. They're skinny. 
I, I'm just saying, because everyone sees my feet, they're like, wow, those are mighty big shoes you have. <laughs> and I said, are you trying to imply that you've got. No, that's not. I, literally, I had this conversation with someone earlier this week. I had this conversation with someone earlier this week. I took my shoe off because I had something in. The, I had a rock in my shoe. And they go, wow, you have big shoes and your feet aren't that wide. And I say, yeah, I have long feet, but they're narrow. And they go, oh, that makes sense. And I said, yeah, it does. So bottom, bottom line. I'm a PK guy. I watched Dan O'Char on the PK. Tell me what he does wrong. I want to know. A lot. A lot wrong on the PK. He's a big body, and I get where you're coming from, where you're trying to block shots, and you're trying to clog lanes, and he's a big body, and he has the big stick. He's. I just don't love him being the go-to guy on the PK for so many different reasons, and part of it is just his strength. He can't get the puck out on the PK. And he gets yeah, supplemented what? by he gets su- Fonzie. Watch a Bruins game, please. Like, like I will, 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 will agree with you. I'll agree with you that he struggles to get the puck out of the zone sometimes. However, it's not because of his strength. He's as strong as any dude on that team, and he's probably stronger than most of the guys on that team. It's no, just but that he keeps on making bonehead decisions. But I don't think Bruins, it's bonehead decisions. I think if you're someone in of that build and of that handler, like, of that build on. and of that frame, right? His hands aren't strong. I'll no, it's not that his hands strength, aren't strong. It's that he doesn't strength, have the right coordination with it. Strength, yes, that's what having strong hands is. Strength, yes, but he does not have a strong or a sufficient okay, so set of skills. Different. Okay, strong yes. wasn't the strong. Best word yes, he does thirty nine pull thirty nine million pull ups every year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's also. They're also third in penalty kill this year. They're behind Edmonton and. I don't think we have a bad penalty kill. I think Char gets supplemented by our other killers because our our other killers are really good system guys. Sean Corrali, Chris Wagner, Nordstrom, all really good system. Are you kidding me? You're gonna talk about penalty killers? You're not gonna name the four-time Selkie winner? Give me a break. Selkie winner from 2005 to 2097. He's one of our best (laughs) defensive forwards on the team because he puts his body on the line to block shots. I love him. That's all it is for Joachim Nordstrom. Back to the Chara situation, everyone can struggle to get the puck out of the zone. All right? Not everyone. Or order you, God. There's some player who gets the puck out every time. Okay, well, sorry, he doesn't get They have great hands and they have great sense. What do you expect a defenseman who's seven feet tall to have? Fucking Jesus like hands. The puck out. Okay, so next time when he rips the puck out of the zone and it goes around the glass and stopped by a defender and he takes a shot on goal. It doesn't that- even get that far. It really doesn't even get that far. Fonzie, do you know what the point of the penalty kill is? Yes, to ice the puck and I- and play a zone right. defense. So, left so if, if Seth just says he, has struggle- he struggles to do that, is he, he not well, doing no. his job on the penalty kill? He, no. He does a good job. He does a good job of staying in the zone and he, st- he doesn't get like – but, you know, a lot of the times you see guys that get a little bit too over aggressive in pursuing the puck and they get out of the zone. He does a good job of staying in position. It's just that because he's too slow. He can't. Well, OK, fine. I'll you know I'll agree with you on that. But he also he just does a crap job shooting the puck out. And it's because a lot of the time he just gets bad angles. A lot of the time he shoots it like right where the guy is. And then a lot of the time he just gets his pocket pick because he has zero offensive awareness. Right. But he's a defenseman. <laughs> yeah. You're speaking my language. 
he, he's a defenseman. He's not meant to have that offense. Fonzie, I don't understand no, your no, argument. No, Fonzie, I'm saying he lacks a basic enough offensive awareness Fine, to sure. knock it his pocket. Go ahead. Charlie McAvoy's a defenseman, but he has some of the best set of hands I've ever seen. Because he's an offensive defenseman. You know who a Loki has really good hands? So it wasn't Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr literally Kevin Miller, Miller, Loki has oh, Kevin really Miller nice will hands. never play another game for the Bruins. No, Kevin Miller's a waste of money once again because he's always yeah, but hurt. But he's still Loki has really good hands. Yeah, like, since when? 2017 when he last played a full fucking season? Wow. All right. So, <laughs> I want to switch. Can we talk about the most important trade, though? I'm really, I want to switch. Uh, I want to talk about Islanders. the Taylor Hall trade. I really <laughs> want to talk about the Taylor Hall trade. <laughs> what Taylor Hall trade? Exactly. He's going back to Edmonton. Did you guys not see that? I follow this great sports page, and they post the most reliable stuff in the world. It's like I talk your sports or something. And sports, I saw it this morning. <laughs> are, are we allowed this to name morning. it by name? No, it's I don't even remember yeah. what it's called. What's it called? Well, there's a W. And then and, a T. And then I think a Y? Yeah. But there's only one of them. There's, I am confusion. <laughs> Can we I don't clip know. that in? Can we clip I, that in? <laughs> I follow this wonderful page on Instagram who posts all the best updates and they go to all these college basketball games uh-huh. and apparently they're hockey fans too. And they trade. They put up this trade this morning at like what nine a.m. That Taylor Hall is going home, baby. He's going to Edmonton for a guy whose last name I can't even pronounce. Jesse Poljujarvi, I think, is how you say it. But continue. Is and I would prospect. Is love it to yeah. see it. I said, man, I love this page. I love all the great trades they cover before they even come out or ever come out. All right. All let right. me just let me just step in for a second before we <laughs> set the stage, or let me set the stage rather. Yep. Um, Today was the NHL trade deadline. Yep. I know that. Yes, if you it. hadn't figured that out from the past if you hadn't figured that 40 out, minutes of podcasting. Stop listening to our podcast. So, <laughs> big thing is everyone loves to watch Trade Center and watch the trade trackers and tweet about potential trades. And that's fine. Shout out Johnny Gaudreau for needing to take a piss. Shout out Johnny Gaudreau for leaving the ice early. Oh, my <laughs> God. Scaring the whole world. <laughs> Dude, was I was awesome. in class. I didn't see that shit. And then it came out. And I was like, what happened yeah. here? It was awesome. I saw the press conference after, but, uh, but yeah, so everyone loves to, to speculate about what's going to happen. And it's actually really fun to do that. And we did that a lot today. I see Fonz in the hallway and we're like, you know, just, you know, shooting the breeze, talking about, you know, who's, who's going to go where. Talking so, about, oh, Chris Kreider's coming to Boston. And as Brendan goes to class and I sit down at his lunch, he signs a seven year deal with the Rangers. Oh my God. I was, I literally punched the desk in class. I was so pissed. <laughs> Brutal. But anyway, Brennan, Brennan so, took a personal minute of time to just oh, reflect on what the Bruins had done. Follow TBR Sports on Instagram, which if you don't, quick little plug at TBR Sports on Instagram, not a big deal. Um, if you follow us, you'd know that you know we we talk a lot of shit. And, oh, and really, we I, we I are, didn't know. I had no clue. You had no clue. Yeah, I we, I didn't know either. We're not afraid to just speak our minds, which I kind of love about TBR. And I also love that we're unconventional. We're not your average, like, just report the news source. We actually, yeah, like, you know, we, we go on a few months to break every once in a while, and then yeah, we yeah. come back, and we start laying we, down podcasts get, left and right. We got to get things together. But I'm just saying, I like that we're unconventional, and we don't just, like, report stuff. We actually, like, we're biased, and I, I'm fine with us being a biased source. Like, you know what we need? We need, we need an interview with Jason Tatum. That's what we need. I yeah. feel like that would be a great draw to the account. 
All right. So if you follow TBR Sports, you know that we we've we have a few competitors. We have a few rivals. We got can we count we them as competitors? Like competitor. We got a few accounts. Because there's, there's, there's only one right. of them. They're trying to drain us of our energy. So this is one talk out of here with the Drake lyrics. Come on, Drake shit. I didn't think you would notice that. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I listened to Drake. I just don't think he's got good lyrics. No, you do. I know you do. I know you do. I know you do. (laughs) Anyway, there's this one particular account which will remain unnamed at the time that we have been in a beef with since like September. WTY Sports. And and we're just winning the beef. Like leave that out. We don't. We we want this to remain anonymous. So can can we get to the to the part about it? So this morning, really want to. this college basketball heavy Instagram page posts on their story. Let me pull it up because it's so ridiculous. Check the TBR story because I think we reposted. Yeah, you, it you guys reposted on fucking the show. That was a good laugh. I think it's still up. Here we go. Four hours from I've screenshotted this at ten, so six forty-two a.m. Wow, they were on it quick. So this this isn't a this isn't a trade rumor. They are reporting the news at this point. <laughs> Quote: It's a picture of Taylor Hall. In an nice. early morning trade, Woo! The Oilers have acquired oh! all from the Coyotes for a 2020 first round pick and the rights to Jesse Pull Jew Jarvi. What? <laughs> the, the, the amount of you know, I'm just like I don't even know how we compete with them. Can, can we can we just can we just pause for a second? Like, let's forget about how like dumb it looks, like from a standpoint of just like you said something that was just blatantly false. Like, I'd love to know what the source was on that. Who the fuck would trade Taylor Hall for a first and Jesse pull whatever? Are you kidding what? me? Are you kidding like, me? Sold. I'll do it right now. All right. Here's another a second level of insanity. That didn't happen. It just didn't <laughs> happen. Like, I, I was did not happen. There was nothing said about the trade. No one tweeting about Taylor Hall being traded. No one tweeting about Jesse Polgiarvi getting traded. No. It just didn't happen. Non-existent. And they didn't did address. Even like I don't think anyone expected Taylor Hall to get traded. I think there were a couple of rumors <laughs> like maybe three weeks ago. Trade bait. His name was not even on the list. No. Uh, did she come up with this? And well, what? Well, you know, you know, you know, her dad's an insider. Her dad's an insider, okay? He gets all the stuff. It'd be one thing to say Coyotes just traded Taylor Hall. That's one thing. It's another thing to add players to the trade like it happened. (laughs) Like in Madden. Players into GM mode and trading them. Yeah, so somebody hop into Chell and figure out if that actually works. Did she pull that from? Did she just Google the roster like uh, Edmonton Oilers roster and scroll down to the name that looked the coolest? Taylor Hall gets traded for Jesse Poljiarvi. I'll post that. Like it didn't happen. (laughs) I'll say this: we made a mistake earlier in the day when we posted about the trade. Well, we didn't make a mistake. The world made a mistake. They said that Andreas Anthony's CU got traded to the Blue Jackets. So I was right on it. I posted it. Like an hour later, they're like, psych, he got traded to the Oilers. So I deleted the post immediately and put the Oilers one up. And uh, as if nothing happened. Is, is it still up on their page? I have them blocked, so I can't tell. It's still up. She didn't address it like, oh, sorry, guys. This was a rumor. Didn't end up coming true. But I just wanted to be the first to report it. That hasn't said anything about it. So all her followers, if if they just like use that as their primary source, are like, 
If you're an Oilers fan, sick. Taylor Hall is on the Oilers. Yeah. Man, are they going to be disappointed. <laughs> we got some tough news to break to you. It did not happen. And I, that, like, it didn't happen. That'd be like me putting on TBR story right now. Like, Patrice Bergeron was just traded for Tyler Ennis. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tyler Ennis? Resesmus <laughs> Gergensen's. Like, it, How many times can you get traded in one day? Because didn't Tyler Ennis get traded today? Remember when Mike Hoffman got traded like six times in one day? Because well, that's because his, gr- his girlfriend's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. But like, that was fun. But yeah, it's just it's so maddening that we actually have to deal with these people in our lives. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. Well, we, we covered... Not many trades, but we covered the important ones like Taylor Hall and Dan Heinen. Let's we just talk say about, that- talk about Pajot for a second before. Yeah, we I was gonna say, yeah, let's talk about the Islanders. So like everyone was freaking out. They were like, "That's a ton of picks." It's really not because the third round pick is conditional to them winning the cup this year, <laughs> and I think it just goes away if they don't win the cup. So it's really just a first and a second for JGB. So it's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what you guys think about it. All, but. I don't really. I, I, I looked at some important trades today, like the Sheary trade. I looked at trades today, like the Hurricanes making trades. Who I thought they were going to get Robin Leonard, but he went to Vegas, which was a waste because now he's going to be playing backup goalie or splitting the time with Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, all, all the Blackhawks are out of that was Malcolm Subban, who's also a career backup goalie. Like Those are just stupid trades to me. That's yeah. just a waste. And they signed Leonard in the offseason thinking this kid will be great for us. I'd love to have him on the team as a starter goalie. And your backup is Corey Crawford, who's seven years past his prime. Like, what, what, what is your thinking behind a trade like that? There is none. The Hurricanes got rid of Eric Halla today. And they, they got Brady Skay or S-K-E-J-I. Shea, is that it? I think yeah, so. It's, Shea. it's just a stupid spelling of Shea. They got two defensemen out of it. They got uh, Sam, what's it, Sammy Vatnin too, or some shit like that. Oh, I was driving home with Chase, and he was reading the trade off to me because I was trying to prepare for the podcast. Yeah, and he goes, "Sammy Vatanen was traded." <laughs> Sammy Vatanen. Oh, but then, like, that's not a bad trade. They they got rid of Holland, another fourth line player who I don't even know, which is rare because I'm a big fourth line player guy. Like Greg McKay for the Rangers is my personal favorite player, but that's that's doesn't matter. Fuck it. Yeah, so, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned, I'm just thinking from a goaltender standpoint, you mentioned Laner. We yeah. got to talk about Florida at some point, because who the fuck signs Bobrovsky mm. to that mm. deal in the offseason and then mostly sells at the deadline? Yeah. Yeah. I want to get into that. You started talking about it earlier. Fuck the deadline. We're past that. Let's talk about the playoffs now. You yeah, started yeah, getting... Dude. They're two points out of the playoff picture. Why you aren't started you buying? About, no, I am. You started talking about the main police earlier, and I want to get yeah. to that. The Florida Panthers have such an opportunity to make the playoffs this year as a three seed. They really do. The Maple Leafs suck. The Maple Leafs are the softest team in the NHL. The Maple Leafs do not deserve to be in the playoffs. Fuck the Maple Leafs. The Panthers downfall every year. Like the Panthers downfall. Sergey fucking Bobrovsky sucks. Yeah. (laughs) He's having a terrible year. Is that like he goes like on and off every other year? Like he could be Jesus Christ, like coming out of the ground and playing like he was last year. He won a Vezina, didn't he? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But then he can have a season like this where he plays like liquid shit on the ice. 
where everything just goes through it. I was watching the Panthers play the Flyers last week. I don't know if you guys saw the game or not. It was a night where the Bruins weren't playing, so I was watching the game. It was three to one or three to nothing at the end of the first. I watched the replay from all three goals. Dragons on the ice, five hole, every single one. Bobrovsky's swimming in his crease looking for the puck. Was Bobrovsky like, the goaltender a couple of years ago in the uh, Olympics when uh, TJ Oshie literally went five hole like yep. every goal in the shootout? I think he was. That was Bobrovsky, yeah, against Russia in Sochi. Yeah. yeah. I think that was him. Yeah. I, I, it probably, I Maybe. think it was. He's just right. got a that five hole problem. I think that's his issue. I think it is. But, I mean, you can't, this team has. Good potential. They got Joel Quenville behind the bench, who is like a great I love coach. Joel Quenville. They've got a good offensive core. They finally kind of started to click. Their Had. defense is all right. Had. Keith Yandel, okay. Their goaltender, sonk awful, god awful. I, it's it, it's disappointing because I would hate to see the Maple Leafs make the playoffs again this year. Here's my thing: why, why didn't you just trade for some help? Like you're literally. Exactly. Like, even with how bad Bobrovsky's been this year, and, like, I don't even think he's been that bad. I think he's been manageable. I don't think he's been worth the contract that they gave him. But, like, he's still been a good starting goaltender, like a good enough starting goaltender. Better than James Reimer, yeah. You trade away Vincent Trocek. James Reimer's okay. James Reimer used to play for Toronto, which means he sucks. Um, You trade away Vincent Trocek, who's, like, actually pretty good. You trade away Hoffman. Like, what are you doing? doing yeah like what are you doing like you had an okay offensive court I, and if i were them okay i wouldn't have done anything and an okay goaltender you and you're right on the bubble of the i don't th- i agree with your analysis i don't think they could have bought at this trade deadline because i really don't think they have anything that teams want right but i well they could have <laughs> a first round pick or something like even the maybe get rid of a i wouldn't have done anything year, like, and i would have just relied solely on the talent that they had and just made like a, a miracle push i think they have a better chance at getting the three seed doing that than they do what they did like, today i don't know if trocek's um contract is expiring but as far as i know everyone they have that's important is locked up so like why wouldn't you just like even if you chalk this year up to a lost year why wouldn't you try to keep your guys around I mean, yeah, he signed a six-year deal in 2016, so he's still got a couple years left on his deal. Like, what are you doing moving him? Your team is in position to like, still be good next year because, like, Bobrovsky has a bounce-back year. It's a whole different game. So I don't know why you do anything for selling. If You either stay put or you buy yeah, low and I wouldn't sell sold in the playoffs. I want, to talk a little bit of, I want to talk a little bit about the Maple Leafs. <sighs> They've got 72 points, all right? 72 points, 63 games played. It's a mediocre number. And then I know this is going to sound biased, but the Hurricanes have 61 games played with 74 points, but they're in the wild card. And that's because of how strong the Metropolitan Division is and how tightly contested it is. Washington, Pittsburgh, and Philly are all within five points of each other. Yeah, but that's been true of other divisions like every year. Yeah, and also when you think about it, what are they losing? They're losing home ice advantage. That's it. That's really all they're losing because at the end of the day, you're gonna end up playing a, you know, I mean, you know, maybe you get screwed right, and as the wild card, you're stuck playing Boston. But like, yeah, that's when they're screwed. Like that's when they lose immediately. Last year, when I was on that whole fandom, and they went again, they were going against the Bruins. I knew they were fucked. But, but here's here's the thing too. 
they're going to have to get through the Bruins or someone better than the Bruins anyway to make it to the cup. Because even if you're on the metropolitan side of the bracket, even if you're in that top three, you still got to either get through Pittsburgh or Washington, neither which one of which is a done. pushover. Which like, obviously it's been done, right? But you're going to have to get through either one of those teams, probably both of those teams. And then you're going to have to get through either Boston or Tampa, neither one of which is a pushover. So it's yeah. not like it, it's not like it's it was going to be easy, even if they were. You no, know, no, no, no. No matter what, it's going to be tough for them, because even last year they got a little lucky with that whole Islanders draw and that they swept them like that was a yeah. given. I knew they were going to win that series. And then Tampa getting swept. Tampa, That's the that thing. Anything can fun. happen in these playoffs. Exactly. Series. I didn't I didn't think they would sweep them. I thought it would be like a five or six game series. They swept them and they had the momentum, but when they saw Boston, I knew all hell was going to break loose and the Bruins are going to tear them to shreds because the Canes don't really have a goalie at that point. They have Connor or James McElhaney and now whatever his name is, who's currently who's currently backing up in Tampa Bay and not doing that bad of a job. But the Hurricanes are going to have to get through. I'm going to guess Washington again, which was a great series last year, and I loved watching that series and i love to see it go again because i feel like if that comes for another year or two like if they keep going at it that could be a great rivalry to even start watching because those were the most entertaining games that i was watching in the playoffs last year i was having a ball watching game seven going to double overtime looking ahead to the playoffs real quick and Fonz, you're not gonna like hearing this i know after today today was a big indicator of how the playoffs are gonna look just because of how teams you know decided to approach it uh, the Metropolitan decided to stack up, including the Hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah, you no, guys did stack better. up. They got better. They they definitely got better. And they were definitely one of the winners of the day, too. Yeah. Here's my thing. The Atlantic Division didn't stack up. No, I know. No one in the Atlantic Division. I mean, maybe teams that were out of the playoffs were looking to rebuild and put, put on picks. No one stacked up today. Mm-hmm. The Metropolitan stacked up. The Pacific stacked up. Um, Guys, what? we shit on the Rangers earlier. The Rangers are four points no, out of the playoffs. Not, no, bad. yeah, the Rangers can make the playoffs, yeah. What but the fuck? Like, they're not like... <laughs> That's a, why I said they're on the come-up. They're on the come-up. <laughs> what like is happening? But I don't know if I... Seven they, years is a lot. They can de-seed you boys, so be careful. <laughs> Listen, like, it, it, it all depends on how these teams play. And it's... The Atlantic is set. Like, let's be real here. Boston's going to be first. They'll probably win the President's Trophy, which I don't uh, want to happen. Flor- Flor- Florida can hop over Toronto. I think that's, that's going to happen. Flo- yeah. Actually, and Buffalo is still there, too. And but Buffalo, listen, and how much of a difference is that going to yeah. make? How right, much of yeah. a difference does that make? That it's, team's it's gonna honestly just a competition to see who's going to lose to Tampa in the first round. The Bruins are going to win the President's Trophy, and I hate to say it because I, oh, you know, the curse, but they're going to win it. They're going to come in first in the division, come in first in the conference. Would you rather see them not get the President's and finish second in the division to Tampa or have them win the president's have them win the president's in an ideal world. The capitals win the president's trophy and we stay in first in the division, right. but that's not. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Here, here's my thing. The Atlantic division, like we don't have to worry about it anymore. It's kind of set. It, it's not too, it's stacked at the top and then it drops way off. Uh, the metropolitan is so tight. You've got the Rangers who are vying for a playoff spot. And if they continue to play well, like they have been playing, by the way, their backup goalie, freaking beast, a uh, kid who got into a car accident the other day, actually, or today, yesterday. Yeah. Broken it, ribs. It was, it was, it was last night. He got yeah. um, him and uh, Paul Buchnevich got in a uh, car accident. Buchnevich is day to day and um, they're going to reevaluate him in uh, two weeks. He's got a non-displaced rib fracture. So, you know, sucks to see. Obviously, he's a good young guy, and you know that team's going to take a hit now. But 
Well, that goalie, I don't know his name. He's been playing better than Longquist. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Hype. That's yeah, why I didn't say his name. Yeah. And also, um, talking about backup goaltenders playing Elvis? well. Elvis? We talking what's, Elvis? Uh, what's Elvis? Is that the Capitals goaltender? Blue Jackets. Oh, no. Screw that. Who's the Caps goalie? Samsonov? Is that his name? Do the Blue Jackets still have Corpusalo? Remember when everyone thought that Corpusalo was going to be disgusting and then he just didn't do anything? He was dirty in my team. Who's the who's the backup goalie for the Capitals? Samsonov, I, right? Is that his name? I, th- I think off? so. Yes, it's, it's 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 at least spelled Samsonov. Whether or not it's pronounced that way is a yeah. All right, we're gonna call him Samsonov. Sammy. Yeah. He's been he's been playing at Braden Holtby's level, and that's what scares me, and that's what should scare you. Is the Capitals now have Ilya Kovalchuk, Alex Ovechkin, T.J. Oshie, Nicholas Backstrom, John Carl? Uh, uh, what's his fucking name? Tom Wilson. John Carlson. Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson's fucking trash. Piece of shit. Here's the the thing. The Capitals are the new Tampa Bay Lightning. The odds are completely stacked against the Hurricanes. So you're telling me that we're going to ride the Capitals' dicks into the playoffs and they're going to get swept? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying they're like, they're they're the most daunting team in the East right now. I don't even think the Bruins are the most daunting team in the East. The the Bruins are the best team. The Hurricanes are a complete underdog right now, though. Like, the Hurricanes are the underdog of, like, the wild card right now. I think the I, Rangers are. The Rangers, no, the Rangers aren't an underdog. They're the sleepers, what they are. Yeah, they're they're a sleeper because no one's going to expect them to make playoffs. I don't think they're actually going to do anything. I It's going to come down to, like, also a- need to start wrapping up as far as getting out here. I mean, you guys are obviously able to keep on going, but I do Yeah, need you have to a meeting in three soon. minutes. All right, so, Seth, it's been real. We appreciate you coming on tonight, talking. And we're going to have you back. We're definitely we need to get you on more podcasts. Oh yeah, definitely. You bring a nice new dynamic to the to the episode. Thank I appreciate you. that. I can't Thank wait to get on here when Carp's on here too. Oh my yeah, god, I love you. We have that, to start an absolute that's gonna be war. I'm not, I'm not getting in a war with Carp. I love Carp. Carp's one of my buddies. Oh, for our senior project, we did uh, we did a uh, a podcast yeah. together. It's me, him, Coop, and Brandon, and we had a blast, and it was so much fun. So yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on, guys. I'll. Uh, I'll obviously see you guys around, and oh, yeah. uh, all right. Thanks Have for fun, out, you, Seth. Enjoy Thank your you. unreal meeting, bud. <laughs> I will. <laughs> he seems truly thrilled about this whole meeting. Yeah, he's really excited about the meeting. So uh, let, let's wrap up the whole playoffs thing. Hurricanes, it's going to come down to a couple of the last games of the year that they're going to need to win. I feel like the playoffs start now for them because they just got to win, 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 win. If they the lose— Playoffs start now for— Teams like the Hurricanes, like the Rangers, like the Panthers, like the Maple Leafs, and the off season starts now for teams like the Lightning, Bruins, and Capitals yep. because it's a it's a race of who can stay healthy for the next month. Quite, that's what comes down to in the playoffs. The Hurricanes would have would have maybe won one game against the Bruins if Peter Mrazek didn't get hurt in the Islanders series. Maybe one game because Mrazek was on a roll, and I know that sounds biased and all, and it kind of is biased, and I'm kind of that bitch, the but he got hurt. And he was heating up. And you just, you can imagine what would have happened. No, there was no stopping the Bruins last year. No, no, no. Without a doubt, the Hurricanes wouldn't have won the series. But I would have liked to have seen them win a game or two to make the series a little more interesting. Maybe. All right, let's talk playoff predictions here. Now that we did this earlier in the year, and we did a way too early playoff predictions. Let's talk, now that the trade deadline's over, the rosters are set. You got one month left in the season, just about. Who do you have in the final four and final two and winner? Let's do that. All right, final four in the playoffs. 
fucking Boston Bruins. They're my one seed in the playoffs anyway. And I have them in the final four. We're doing... You know, it, it's tough because anything can really happen in the playoffs. Yeah. So we're doing final four, finals, and winner, right? Correct. So two East, two West. I see... I could see Bruins Capitals easily as a great Eastern Conference final. And that would be a great series to watch too. Two powerful teams, one's older than the other, with the Capitals being a little bit older. But then again, having possibly the best defenseman in the NHL on their team and John Carlson. Two goalies as I guess their backups God now. And you've got Braden Holtby too, who you know is a stud, even though he choked last year in the playoffs against the Hurricanes. Yeah. Besides the point, the Hurricanes aren't going to make it past the first round, maybe the second round. I know that. That's my Eastern Conference. If I'm going Western Conference, right? The Western Conference is much weaker than the Eastern much, Conference. Much, yeah, noticeably weaker than the Eastern Conference this year. By a million. But I got team like St. Louis, once again, is another great team. So I got St. Louis in, in the Final Four, too. But then I think a sleeper team, get ready for this, is going to be mind-boggling. It's not really a sleeper team. The Oilers. Okay. A sleeper team, but they had that kid who, when McDavid was hurt, who's the kid that just started tearing it up like crazy? Drysaitel. Yes, he started putting up points like crazy. <laughs> He's like a bullet out of a gun. He's a speed demon, and having him and McDavid both healthy, hopefully through the playoffs, will prove for something interesting. Because if they can play hard defense, their goalie's nothing special. But having a good two man up there to powerhouse up through through the end, I see Edmonton making it to the Western Conference Finals. But when I'm talking Stanley Cup Finals, I see a rematch. I see Bruins-Blues again. I see Bruins-Blues again. And let me tell you why. Jordan Bennington, a lot of people thought, oh, he's just on a hot streak in the playoffs last year. This kid's going to be a one playoff and done. But he's proven himself in the league that he's a good goalie and that he's not just a generic goalie who dives around and makes a couple of outlandish saves like Tim Thomas would when he was out of position. He's dubbed himself as a premier goalie in the NHL. And they've got a younger team, too. And you're being led by Vladimir Tarasenko, the Russian machine. Just like, I don't know what to say besides dangle, snipe, and selling. Kid's great, moves the puck well across the ice. They're a strong team, and I see them in the cup final again against the Bruins, who I believe are the best team in hockey by, eh, not a million anymore. You got the you got the lightning coming up. The lightning are a strong team too. They always have been a strong team. Well, they proceed to fuck up in the playoffs. The Bruins are a young, strong team. They made a couple of good moves at the deadline. They got rid of that space that David Backus took up. They've got the best one-two goalie combination in the league. Yaroslav Halag, he's a backup, but he's a hell of a good backup. You got Tuka Rask. People who say Tuka Rask isn't good, you're fucking stupid. Tuka Rask is one of the best goalies in Bruins history, and you can't deny that. How many Stanley Cups has he brought us to? 2011, wasn't him. 2013, threw us in there. 2019 or 18 or whatever you call it, against the Blues, he brought us there. You can't blame a seven-game series loss on Tuka Rask. It just doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. It's just, he's, in my eyes, if he wins another cup, he's the best in Bruins history. Who's better than him? I 100% agree with what you're saying. Thank you. You're you welcome. Could say, you could say Tim Thomas, 
He made some unbelievable saves. You know why? Because he was always out of position. He was never in the right spot to make a good save like Tuka Rask is. He's a composed goalie who goes down a little too much sometimes and doesn't get out quick enough. But that's an old habit that he's rubbed off and he's starting to get over it. He's playing great goalie right now. He's a great goaltender in the league. Cam Brown couldn't compare. <laughs> Those are my two. I see another seven-game series. And it's just going to come down to whoever the hell is healthy. The Bruins have a lot of players that they could call up from, not the minors, but from like bring up from the third line who can also produce on the team. I feel like the Bruins have a much deeper lineup than the Blues do. Even when it comes to defensive pairs, that's where the Bruins are a little weak, but they still got a good first two pairs. They've got Krug and McAvoy. They got Carlo and Chara. I think that's a great two defensive pairs. And then they got Tuka Rask. Tuka fucking Rask. And even if he gets hurt, I feel like Yaroslav Halak could somehow pull it out of his ass and win us a fucking Stanley Cup. Knock on wood, because I know shit happens, but I'd love to see it. I, I, I'd love to play devil's advocate, and, and you know how much I do, and I hate agreeing on this podcast, but you stole my thunder and literally said exactly what I was going to say pretty much. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give you my alternate scenario, because when we recorded the one and only episode of the Gadden podcast in what a, October. What a show. Truly <laughs> podcast. If you haven't seen what it. What a show that was. One hour long. One and done. That was it. We should bring it back, but I think this is just this is so much easier. And we can just talk about what we talk about on it. Maybe one day we'll revisit it. But uh, but I, I, I said on that podcast, and it was in October, yeah. in, a, in a way too early playoff prediction, I said Bruins and Blues Stanley Cup rematch. So this is what I've got coming out of the East. I've got the Bruins in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like that's a, that's a given for me. They're going to win the President's Trophy. They just look way too good right now. And they're heating up, too. I mean, that was a bad loss to the Canucks this weekend, but... It's just a really tough playing environment, back-to-back, on the road, on the West Coast, in the midst of the trade deadline. One of your leaders had just gotten traded that day. It was just a tough playing environment to come in, and you know, Rask had to go back-to-back and then get pulled. It was just tough. So, you know, you're going you're gonna to drop games like that. It's fine. I got the Bruins in the Eastern Conference Finals, no matter what. I, I'd love to say that the Capitals are going are gonna to make it there. Mm-hmm. I think Ilya Kovalchuk's going to bust. I think Braden Holtby's gonna gonna crumble. I I think they'll make it to the to the second round, and I think they're gonna get knocked out by a team that they always see in the playoffs, and that's the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins. Yeah, there you and go. The Penguins are getting hot right now. Sidney Crosby is Sheary. out there for revenge. Connor Sheary's back. Evan Rodriguez is on the team. Matt Murray's starting to spark. Evgeny Malkin's starting to play well again. I think that team is going to do some damage in the playoffs. I've got them going to the Eastern Conference Finals, too. And, man, what a series would that be? That would be an unbelievable series. If that happens, it's going to be a seven-game series. That's going to be a seven-game series, and that's going to be a great series to to watch. But if you get a seven-game series, right, and then you get the Bruins going into the playoffs, going into the Cup Finals, and they just came off, like I say, a five- or six-game series that they win, who's got the advantage now? Listen, I yeah, I know what you I know what you're saying. So on the east, I've got the Bruins and the Penguins. And and if that happens, I would actually be really excited because yep. I think that'd be a winnable series for the Bruins, but also just some good hockey to watch. Playoff hockey, it doesn't get better than playoff. But hockey. and I'm gonna shit on the Hurricanes for a second. I I'm last right. last year you follow TBR. Last year's playoff run was was memorable for us, especially because we were at all the games. We'll be there this year too. But we were at all the games. We were posting about it. We were doing podcasts. We were buzzing. That was a great time of year, like unforgettable 2019 playoff run. Forever will be 
in my head is just like one of the, the best few months of my life, really. What the only downfall, and I'd say it was different if the Bruins ended up winning the Stanley Cup, was it was just such a cakewalk for the Bruins last yeah. year. And I know that's kind of a, a, the hurricanes a kind selfish of thing the to Bruins. say. Because if the Bruins got to play in a competitive series with the Hurricanes, I feel like they'd have been more prepared to play the Blues. Because they really just walked all over the Hurricanes. Yes, yeah, and they were done with the series so fast, too. Yep. But they the, so the Hurricanes and the Bruins just didn't excite me. Oh, and excited I was ex- Are you kidding me? They excited you. But I wasn't <laughs> like, I, I kind of knew that we were going to sweep them. I was like, uh, we're, we're think, in the Stanley Cup. I think everyone in Boston thought we were in the Stanley Cup after the Lightning lost. Even the Carolina fan knew. And it's just that that series didn't excite me. What I want is a playoff series where we play against a team like the Penguins who are hot right now and a team like the Bruins who are hot right now. And they battle it out in like a seven-game series and win. In a series that I know they can win. I think they can beat the Penguins in a a playoff series. So that's what I'm hoping for. That would be an, an inviting series for the hockey world. The West, like you said, it's weaker, but it's not wide open. No, no, no. They're all pretty close together. They're all just consistently not as good as the East. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's right. how I'm viewing it. That's the perfect. You couldn't have said that any better. You hit the nail on the head. St. Louis Blues are, are going to be in that that Western Conference final. You hit you hit the nail on the head with that one. I disagree with the Oilers for one reason. And I understand. They're just they're not experienced. They're a good team. They just have no playoff experience whatsoever. When's yeah. the last time the Oilers were in the playoffs? When Wayne Gretzky was there, like. They just they don't have that experience. And if they make the playoffs as a wildcard team, they're getting knocked out in the first round. Yeah, like, sure. I just don't I do not see the Edmonton Oilers. I, and, like the only reason I said that is because like I could see them making a run. Like so, like the Hurricanes did last like year. Like a magical yeah. Be like, like a like, Cinderella like, team. That was exactly what the Hurricanes were. I just think there's too many teams in the West that that just could easily knock them out. Uh, you got teams like Vegas, Arizona, I almost said Phoenix, Vancouver. Yeah. Kind of looks exciting right now. Um, it's tough for me to say. I'd, as much as I'd love to put Vancouver in that series, mm. I've got the Vegas Golden Knights in the series. I, quite honestly, I like watching the Knights play. They stacked up a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made some moves. They've been playing well. Um, in their three years as an organization now have just exceeded expectations, came into the league, went to the cup final, had a decent playoff run last year. Not, not nothing too special. I, it was as, as good as anyone would have expected them to perform in that situation. Yeah. Being an expansion team, all the players left after the first year. I mean, they made it to the, the cup final. So the expectation was like here. So I think everyone was saying like, all right, well, they're not going to go back to the cup final, but if they make the playoffs, it's a success. Yeah, they're playing some good hockey. I can see them running the table in the West. They're going to be in the Western Conference final with the St. Louis Blues. I've got these are my final four Bruins, Penguins, Blues, Golden Knights. Pretty exciting final four. I would love to just watch every single game. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's what that's exactly what I'm going to do. A cup final I'd like to watch, though. I'd like to see Bruins versus Knights. I think that would be an entertaining cup final. Another. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. It's not going to happen. Happen. No. We've got a Stanley Cup rematch. Yep. It's going to be a a story. And it's been, and I've been saying this from the beginning Bruins, Blues, and the Bruins are going to win this time. Yeah. It's going to be like the Red Wings and the Penguins in 2008 and 2009 when they went back. I was like, 
I was six years old watching those games in 08 and 09. Those and are such I great hockey. Remember okay. <laughs> I vividly remember Nick it. Nick Lidstrom, Crosby, Pascal Dupuis. Chris Osgood. Malkin, Chris Osgood. Chris Osgood. Oh, my God. Those were the my days. Dotsuk was on those teams. Pavel those were the, That was good hockey. I think you're going to see him go back-to-back. Bruins and Blues in the Stanley Cup Finals. Boston Bruins have got their number this year. They're just the better team this year. And I think the Bruins are going to win the 2020 Stanley Cup. And we're going to be sellying out on Causeway come June, whatever. Brendan, when we're talking Stanley Cup Finals, I want to be with you at every game, even if we're even just at a house watching it. I just want to be there to Every home game, we will be in the building. And every away game, we will be watching that game. Exactly. If it's in Vegas and I have to stay up until 10 to 2 a.m. to watch the Stanley Cup Finals, fuck it. I will. You know why? Because we're fans. We're Bruins fans. I know I made a big deal about the Canes last year, but I will never stop loving the Boston Bruins. They are I, – I bleed black and gold. I'm wearing a red jersey because we just had a great goalie experience and it was fucking hilarious. But the Bruins – there's just something about watching Bruins hockey. Listen, I, I've been in I've been in love with this team since I was three fucking years old. I'm 17 yeah. now. I've, I mean, <laughs> I've seen it all. <laughs> so who'd you like in the first three years? Oh, I was a big Glenn Murray guy. I was a big Glenn Murray round guy. I I still I'm, have. I'm a PJ Axelson and a Hannu Toivonen guy. PJ's, PJ's, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Toivonen, best backup goalie in Bruins history. Don't at Mark, me. Marco Stern. I was at the Winter Classic when he scored the overtime winning goal. Alexi Gregory Campbell. Um, I liked um, what's his name? Andrew Raycroft. Number eighty-one. Slatan. Miroslav Slatan. Really? Slatan. Miroslav. Satan. The big castle guy. When the Bruins played the Sabres in the playoffs in 2009, 2008, Satan scored a goal. With those ugly Sabres jerseys that had like the flying squiggle on it. Continue. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was um I was in a sandwich shop in Florida, Marco Island, Florida, to be exact. I was probably six or seven years old. And we made them put the the game on because it was on NBC. And I remember Miroslav Satan scored, and we were going nuts, me and my dad. So I just, like, I've, just, <laughs> I've just been in love with the Bruins for 15 years now. And I've been with them through the ups and downs. 2011 Stanley Cup win. That was 2013 amazing. Stanley Cup final. I remember watching that fucking game. Sorry. And then they missed the playoffs in 2015 and 16. That hurt me emotionally. I was in the building when they lost to the Senators in Game 6 in 2017. I was in the building when Charlie McAvoy got tripped against the Lightning in Game 4 in 2018, and they scored the overtime goal. And unfortunately, I was in the building when they lost to the St. Louis Blues in Game 7 in Boston. I have been with this team 15 years. I love the way they're playing. I love the way they were playing last year, too. They, they ran the table in March. They did not lose a game in March. Here's the thing. And I promise this to you. The, <laughs> this is my promise to you. To you, the fans. You're the pointing Bar- at me, though. Bruins will win the Stanley Cup in 2020. Yes, That's sir. my promise. And if I have anything to say about it or anything to do with it, the Bruins will win the Stanley Cup. I show up to school at least once a week wearing a Jake DeBrusque jersey. I watch no, hey, what's what's like, game For those who don't go to our school, the sad thing is he is not lying at all. Literally once a week, he walks into school with either a white Bruins jersey or a black Bruins jersey or a soon-to-come alternate Bruins jersey, and he's wearing a depressed shirt, and I just go, 
God damn, he really is in love with that goddamn kid. I'm in love with Jake DeBrusque. I, Jake DeBrusque, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like any girl ever who's like 13 years old watching Baby by Justin Bieber going, I fucking love him. Dude, this is like, I'm so energized right now. Farul and I were talking about the other day. Big damn energy right now. Trade deadline just hit. We got one more month in this season, and then it's playoff army time Baby. Yes. yes. Army yes. is assembling 2020. And I think it's time to release the playoff army lineup fonts. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, listening at home on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and Apple Music. I don't even know if we're on there. Here it comes. The playoff army lineup for TVR Sports. Take it away, Brendan. Obviously. Starting in the lineup, <laughs> me. <laughs> Clap it up one time. You're clapping for yourself. Listen, there would be no playoff army if it weren't for the ticket provider. Um, <laughs> Who says you need tickets? Had a hell of a year last year. Uh, disappointing finish. I'm glad to be leading the boys. I got named captain, co-captain this year of the playoff army. I'm excited I'm to say the you. least. Um, you know, definitely a tough exit last year. Uh, you know, you just got to watch out for, you know, you got to watch out for the fakes and for the snakes and for the part-time fans. Uh, <laughs> we are going to be at the garden every home playoff game. We're going to be, you know, just, I'm excited. We're going to be rolling up in the Jeep. Um, sure. this is just a message to all the fans out there who are fans of playoff army. Um, I will lead you. Uh, I am going to lead us to the promised land. I'm excited to be voted as captain for the playoff army this year. Wait, it's like, didn't you vote yourself? No. Who voted you in? There was a, an anonymous, unanimous vote that I should be captain this year. But it came from a house at the same address as yours. Bruins fans only, Fonz. You weren't included. Wow. Well, last year I understand. Listen, 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 listen. We can have that conversation another day. Bottom line is I'm excited. Voted co-captain. I will lead you. We will win the Stanley Cup. Uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I'm like, energized. The rest of the lineup? I'm energized. I'm ready to go. Uh, go bees. Yeah. So that's my piece. All right. And who do we got next up in the uh, the Army lineup? Is it co-captain, co-creator, co-owner? No. Negative. I don't think you know. I don't think it is who you yeah, think. I, I, Drum roll for the co-captain. Nicky Ferrulo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Listen, you know, Nick was there through thick and thin. Game one, last game of the season. He is he is my he is my amigo in the playoff army. We would always go to the games together last year. It would just be wrong to not name him co-captain, and everyone else feels exactly the same way. He's excited. Uh, he's energized. Uh, big energy all year, all season, all playoffs long. Big trust. Woo woo. He's just gonna he's gonna show up and he's gonna do his job. He's gonna complain about the refs like he always does, and he's gonna bitch about the defense and he's gonna bitch about Grizzlick's playing time. But we love him, and uh, yeah, so he's co-captain of, of the army this year. Band third. One second, let me get the Chase Stafford. Woo! Now, Chase, he's out there. He's going to be holding the camera to film. He's out there. Uh, 
his sole job is cameraman. Wow. Uh, he's going to film our reactions so that we don't have to use the stupid Snapchat things anymore. Uh, he's going to film us at the game, going wild, going crazy, interviewing people. Okay. Uh, he's he's going to make sure to get the good angles, the good camera angles. He's ready. He's excited. He's energized. Big energy. Yeah. Batting fourth. Batting fourth. Matt Fonzie. You know, the tough decision. We we you're definitely on you're a bubble kid right now. You're a bubble. I, I understand. Don't take it take this with a grain of salt. There are other considerations being made. You are in the playoff army. It just depends on where your spot in the lineup is. So don't get too excited because if the Hurricanes play the Bruins, I can't guarantee you anything. But who said are, I won't burn a Hurricane jersey for the Bruins? You are in the army. I'll give you that. You're in the uh, army. You're a soldier. Well, let, let me just say it's an honor and a privilege. Yeah. But when the playoffs come around, last year I think I made a mistake. <laughs> last year I basically fucked the Hurricanes as if they were a godly creature. I thought they were heavenly teams with young young lineups and a star goalie and Peter Mrazek. I was proven wrong. In a four-game sweep. Yep. And rethinking myself over the summer. I've always been a Bruins fan. Last year, going to be totally honest, it was all an attention ploy. And it worked fairly well. Actually, it worked really well. I'm going to be totally honest. I've always been a Canes fan. But when it comes to hockey, the black and gold always prevail. One of the best teams in NHL history. Prestigious franchise in the league. Original six. Original six. By far, by far, the only team I would play for if I go to the NHL. Because who wants to play in New York? Ugh. Madison Square Garden. Ugh. Wouldn't you rather play in the TD Garden with the seats that have you knee to knee with the people next to you? Who wouldn't? I am excited. I know I'm a bubble kid, but fuck it. I'm ready to go cheer on the Bruins. We're winning the cup. Bruins in four. Your mom's a whore. Yep. Congratulations, you're in. So those are the top four. We've also got in the lineup, they don't have spots yet. We've got Christian Willette. We've got Robbie Carpentier. We've got Cody Plaza. Plaza! Michael Lynch. Lynch. We've got Bryce Bedard. B-Daddy. And Backup that's goalie it. of the hockey team. Oh, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Back up goalie for hockey, Cam Brown. In there too. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, should be, should be a good season for the Army. Uh, we're gonna be pulling up in the loaded Jeep. If you see my Jeep in Boston, you know it's us. Uh, yeah, top down, doors off. We're gonna have the camo on the sides. We're gonna paint it up. It's gonna be sick. It's uh, the fucking tank. It's the playoff uh, army tank. And I'm ready for the boys to make a run for the playoffs. Let's. This is a great place for us to end. To so have the fans listening, have the fans ready, have the millions and millions at home. Everybody is energized by this. One more month of the season. We're going to start doing more podcasts too, by the way. I'm sorry that we've been away. And we just get more content in general. We got time off now. The hockey season's coming to an end for the boys. I know Brendan's a big, actual good ice hockey player for the varsity team. And I play JV. Our season's been over for a week now. But we got a rink at school. And we got to get some challenges done. Because I'm just saying, I'm ready to take anyone down in a slap shot accuracy contest right away. Two words, and I'll, and I'll leave it at this. 
for the fans to get excited. TBR Gaming. Good night. My goodness. You heard it here first, folks. Follow us on Instagram at TBR Sports. Hit us up on Twitter, also at TBR Sports. Hit up our personals. I don't know Seth. It's probably just Seth.Hellman. Hit up Brendan's. It's Brendan.Willette. Hit up mine as the dot Fonz, because you know who it is. It's your boy, the Fonz. Hit up Chase Stafford. He's staff with a large amount of A's and F's. <laughs> Hit up Robbie Carpentier, our Carp 4, our Carpy 4, sorry. And just ride the fucking way to the playoffs. Bruins in 4, TBR Gaming. You heard it all here first. Let's fucking go. TBR is still a wave. You and a brave that, that is not going down anytime soon. You better be riding that shit. I hope everybody has a good night, a good rest of the week. And we'll see you next time. This has been episode 25. Mamba out. Good night, boys. Reach out my hand. Well, pick me up with golden hand. Oh, best sail. Oh, best tell you to run. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm over to see my buddy on.